You're listening to Intentional Optimists, the podcast for unconventional leaders, where you'll find inspiration, learn to discover and develop your own strengths, and hear from inspiring women just like you who are making a difference in their community. Who knows, you just might find yourself stepping up as the next unconventional leader right where you are. I'm your host, Andrea Johnson, the original Intentional Optimist. Well, hello there, my friend. Welcome to episode 61. You know, in many households, November 1st is the beginning of the holiday season. And we've fought this in our house for as long as I can remember, partially because my husband's birthday is at the end of the month, and he's always wanted to protect the integrity of that special day from being engulfed in the circus that that season can become. Oddly enough, though, the pandemic has helped us both protect birthdays, because my son's is at the beginning of December, while still expanding our understanding of and appreciation for the two major holidays that we do celebrate, which are Thanksgiving and Christmas. For the past 10 years or so, though, I've personally pushed back on Thanksgiving, much to the chagrin, consternation, and unbelief of my friends and family. But the idea that one day of the year we could all just be thankful for, well, everything, while still traveling to the far corners of the earth, preparing elaborate and unhealthy, mind you, meals, and trying to measure up to the expectations in our minds as to what that day is supposed to be like. Now, of course, I say our, but you'll recognize I usually just mean mine. Those expectations are never, ever met. Thus, my pushback. But over the last two years, I've been exposed to many new people with practices of gratitude that are much more authentic, in my esteemed opinion, because they are just that, practices, habits, attitudes, and actions practiced over the course of months or even throughout the entire year that allow for the understanding, reflecting, and expression of everything from simple thank yous to deep, thoughtful, and heartfelt expressions of humble thanksgiving. Here's the really interesting thing. I've always believed this is the best way to be thankful, more authentic and real, but I've never truly made it my own practice, nor is it mentioned in the tenets of intentional optimism. Now, at first this was disturbing, but I quickly realized it was a reflection of my own pushback on that whole, we're thankful on this day idea. Somehow codifying gratitude or just writing it all down or making it one day, just felt pretentious or inauthentic. The feelings and attitudes, and even the expression of it, is present in my life, but just not overtly so. And as I reflected on this and how I wanted to share these thoughts with you today, I wanted to look at what I am most grateful for. I was not overly surprised to find the answer is almost always people or relationships. So today I want to share some of that with you, and challenge you to a new practice of grateful attitudes and actions or expressions that will benefit you and those around you this season and in all the seasons to come. So first, let's look at what being grateful actually is. The dictionary definition of grateful is a feeling or showing an appreciation of kindness. To be thankful. In other words, I'm very grateful for you or to you for all your help. Synonyms are things like Thankfulness, appreciative, indebted, obligated, or obliged, beholden, filled with gratitude. So first, I'd like to point out that grateful is an adjective. It is not a verb. 
It's a modifier of a noun, like a grateful heart. When walking my staff through performance management, long ago, I don't do that anymore, we would always set goals and then choose competencies to work on. The goals are what we do. The competencies are how we do the work. Gratitude, thankfulness, or gratefulness is therefore how we do what we do. Now, I know that you've been thanked by someone and didn't really feel appreciated. Am I right? Sometimes that grateful heart will show up more through an action than through words, and you have felt appreciated. So just doing the grateful thing or saying the grateful thing isn't the point. It's the attitude and heart behind it. But second, there does need to be some kind of expression or nobody else is going to benefit or be blessed by your internal feeling. It's not just for you. Remember the definition said, showing an appreciation of kindness. In this season of November, especially looking at Thanksgiving, you're going to hear the word gratitude a lot. As we close out the year, you're going to hear the word gratitude a lot. And I chose grateful for a reason. As we looked last week, kindness is also a practice that we all need. We need to do it and we need to receive it. And being grateful is an expression of thankfulness for kindness shown. So last week was the giving of kindness. This week is the appreciation for the receiving of kindness. Now for me, as I look back, not just over this year, but throughout my life, there are some relationships in which I have been the recipient of such profound kindness that my life has been changed. And I've always wanted to share or tell, but I haven't really followed through. Maybe I didn't have the courage, or maybe they actually passed away before I could do so. But today, I'm going to do a little bit of that, even though some of them are no longer with us. But I'm also going to express gratitude for the relationships that I have today. But I'd like to begin talking about my very favorite teacher, Mr. Jack Moon. Growing up in Seoul, South Korea, I attended an amazing international school, Seoul Foreign School. And I first had Jack Moon for biology. He taught me how to study. Looking back, I know it felt a little bit strange to be told, this is what you underline, this is what you highlight, this is how you pick out of curriculum what is going to be on the test, this is how you understand what's going to be highlighted and what are the important facts. When I look back at how he taught me how to study, I realized I use that today. I use it every morning as I study getting ready to teach on Sundays. I highlight specific things. I underline the main points. It is how I see facts and figures and pull the the important things out of curriculum. He taught me how to do that 40 years ago. Then when I returned from a year in the States, my sophomore year of high school, and things didn't go quite as I had hoped at the beginning of my 11th grade year, Jack sought me out and offered me a brand new position, mind you, as the basketball statistician. Y'all, I'm not a numbers person. (laughs) I do not like statistics. But he saw both my value and my need to be valued in a tender and vulnerable time of my life. He built me up. He put me in a place where I could foster and build relationships and find my confidence again. The impression made on me was and is so profound that you'll notice much of my business model reflects this concept of recognizing and celebrating the value of each human, meeting them where they are. So, thank you, Mr. Jack Moon. 
Kathleen Autry was my example of what it means to be a professional encourager. She saw the future, Andrea. In her eyes, there wasn't anything I couldn't accomplish. (laughs) Kind of blew my mind almost every time I talked to her. She went so far as to tell her kids that if they grew up and became anything like me, that would be amazing. Now, seriously though, don't tell people that, or don't tell people you're doing that even if you do. It's a huge responsibility to bear. But her unwavering belief in who I was and who I would become has fueled my ability to do that for other people. Sadly, she is already gone, but I am so grateful for the legacy she planted in me, and I hope to continue to plant it in others. Thank you, Aunt Kathleen. Next, during my college years at Belmont University in Nashville, I was blessed with two amazing mentors, Dawn Moses Werner and Gladys Hughes, both of whom have also already passed on. Now, college for me, at least those last two years, was pretty tumultuous, and my final year and post-graduation included a huge romantic breakup and lack of clarity or direction for my future. Each of these women, in their unique way, helped build me back up and guide me onto my path with such grace, determination, and care, teaching me how to recognize brokenness and help others heal their hurts. Thank you so much, Dawn and Gladys. And today, I am unbelievably grateful for my husband, Steve. He's been dedicated and committed to my flourishing since the day we met as two dumb yet eager seminary students in Fort Worth, Texas. Y'all, marriage is hard. We've been at it for 27 years, yet it can be so beautiful and affirming. I am blessed, no doubt. He has been on his own growth journey completely separate from mine, but yet has supported me every venture, every idea, of course, within reason, and every step of the way. He even listens to my podcast, y'all, after he listens to me all day at home, and he tells me how he's moved by what I'm learning and what I share. He's teaching me to spread my wings and fly, even when I can't always see over the fence. Thank you, Steve. And then there's Nate, my drop-the-mic amazing son who is teaching me more about personal growth than I could ever imagine. As soon as I think I've got it figured out, he, in his earnest and heartfelt way, points out yet one more area, one more blind spot. What a privilege to have a son who cares enough about me and our relationship to stay engaged and express what he needs so that I can become all of the woman and the mother I am created to be, just by being his own amazing, unique self. Thank you, Nate. Additionally, I find I am truly grateful for the new women in my family, Ruth and Kirsty, who are beautifully loving some very important men in my life. My sweet beagle Shasta. Yep, that amazing, unconditional love that only a pet can offer. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you'll see pictures of her pop up. She dances with me when I'm excited or happy and literally licks my tears as I cry. She might sleep 20 hours a day, that's just what beagles do, but the four she's awake are filled with joy and plenty of wiggle waggles with that tail. Then there are my amazing friends, my ladies at church, the women in launch from the beach, and especially Kim, my oldest friend and podcast producer, and Lee, my dear friend and coach buddy, who both challenge and care for me each day in their unique ways. I can't tell you how many times one of one or both of them has picked me up off the floor after a full-on faceplant, dusted me off, pointed me back in the direction of my dreams, and reminded me to put one foot in front of the other. 
I pray that my grateful heart shines through, ladies. Life would be unbearable without you. And finally, I am so grateful for you, my podcast listeners. You are teaching me how to share my voice and my dreams and how doing so inspires others. May I continue to inspire you to do the same. Thank you. Now that I've gone all sappy on you, it's your turn. First, are you living with a grateful heart? Is gratitude a regular practice or just something you do when you think about it or are prompted by a special holiday? Well, next week, I'm going to introduce you to a friend who has and is helping thousands of people make gratitude a practice. Make sure you check out that interview so that you too can participate in her gratitude challenge for the entire month of December. And second, who do you need to thank today? I get it. Sometimes it's hard to go back and thank people from 40 years ago or even from yesterday. It takes humility, grace, and a willingness to put others first. But it's time. This is how we live out intentional optimism. It's the way we accomplish our goals. During the month of November, over in my community, Launch from the Beach, we're looking at the tenet of being wise, and our words are an expression of that wisdom. They need to be careful, worthy of listening to, and uplifting. Now is the perfect time to begin a practice of expressing, with your words, the wisdom of understanding the impact others have had on your life. So I invite you or challenge you to tag me in social media. I'm on most platforms. Share who you're grateful for and the legacy they've left in your life. Snap a screenshot and tag me. Then express appreciation for that kindness that they've shown you. That's all for today. I hope that you have a blessed and gratitude-filled week. And if you love what we do here on the podcast and would like to show your appreciation and support me directly, you can buy me a coffee. Just go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Andrea Johnson or click the link at the bottom of the show notes. Your support will enable us to serve more efficiently and effectively. You heard how many times I said, these ladies or these gentlemen lifted me up, showed kindness to me in their unique ways. This is all what unconventional leadership is about because we lead at every level in any area using our unique gifts. You, my friend, are a leader. You are the future of leadership and the role models for future generations. Go leave your legacy. Until next time. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you're an intentional optimist and you love this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review with a five-star rating. You can also snap a screenshot right where you're listening, share it to social media, and tag me. This helps others find us and will have an even bigger impact. If you're curious what it would be like to work more closely with me or just to step up as an unconventional leader yourself, I invite you to schedule a free discovery session to talk with me and learn more. Just email me at andrea at theintentionaloptimist.com. If you're looking for an encouraging and uplifting community on Facebook, hop on over and join the Intentional Optimist group, women encouraging women from all over the globe. The community and email links are right here in the show description wherever you listen to the podcast. Until next time, remember, you're the answer. You are the future of leadership and the role models for future generations.